I want to personally invite you to join me and all the other Brock stars for this year's 13th live and in-person plant stock event outside of Asheville, North Carolina in the little town of Black Mountain. It's 1,500 acres is loaded with wildlife, trees, trails, streams. It is a nature wonderland. And what's also a wonderland are all the incredible speakers that you get to hang with all weekend long, like Jane and Ann Esselstyn, Dr. Will Bolshewitz of Fiberfueled, Carly Bodrug, Miss Plant U, Dr. Gemma Newman is over from the UK. We have Dr. Don Musalem from the Mayo Clinic, John Mackey, the ex-CEO of Whole Food Market Stores, myself, Brian Hart, and a special appearance by the Plant Bros. Here's the kicker. All these Brock stars are there from Friday till Sunday, and they want to rub elbows with all of you, whether it's over buffets of Plant Strong Fair for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, whether it's going on an afternoon hike, a swim, pickleball, frisbee golf, kickball, cornhole, dancing. We're having live music. It's all there in this fun weekend extravaganza that we affectionately call Plant Stock. Simply go to liveplantstrong.com and then click on Plant Stock 2024 and grab yourself a ticket before they sell out. See you there. Does anybody else find it challenging to live plant strong in a world that isn't? Our upcoming Plant Strong Primer event will be live and online from October 23rd to the 24th. It's called Kitchen Rescue because it's dedicated to helping you haul out the pantry, make over your menus, and discover the joy in plant strong cooking as we head into the holiday season. Whether you've been living this way for a while, or if you're brand spanking new to the lifestyle, this event is a great opportunity for our community to come together, take a break from the election headlines, and talk candidly about our favorite foods with you, our favorite friends. Let's hop in the kitchen and make it happen. I would encourage you to invite a family member, roll up your sleeves together, and join in the fun. Visit primer.plantstrong.com to register today. And hey, if you can't watch it live, no sweat. Every ticket includes video access for a full year after the event. I want to welcome you to another bonus Transformation Tuesday episode of the Plan Strong Podcast. If you're on the fence about joining our upcoming kitchen rescue event from October 23rd to the 24th, I know you're going to benefit from hearing stories of people just like you who kickstarted their own health recovery with the help of many of the Engine 2 Plan Strong resources that we have to offer. You don't have to go it alone. And as you're going to hear uh, in today's episode, you may even get to bring your whole family along for the ride with you. Mark Papa and his wife Amy are the quintessential normal family from Pennsylvania. In 2019, Mark very begrudgingly joined one of our 
Engine 2 seven-day immersion programs, which catapulted this former meat-eating triathlete back to fitness. Mark is a type 1 diabetic. He's in the restaurant business, and he and his wife have five kids. So if there was ever a family that had excuses not to change, this is it. And yet, they did. And as you can predict, the results have been remarkable. I caught up with Mark and Amy last year when I visited with them at their home outside of Beaver Falls, Pennsylvania. We talk about what life was like for the Papa family going into the immersion and what life is like now. And believe me, it's been quite an adventure as you're going to hear. So welcome Mark Papa and his wife, Amy. So why don't we start by, could you just talk about where you were uh, maybe uh, a month or two before going to the immersion? Yeah, I I was um, a heavy meat eater. Um, I'm a type 1 diabetic that was diagnosed later in life. I was easily 90 pounds overweight, um, kind of lost with um, my lifestyle, lost with um, being a parent. My activity was always down. Uh, certainly would say that I was a emotional eater and, and was on that, um, I guess, vicious cycle of I feel miserable, so I'm eating and I would eat more and I would feel miserable. My diabetes was out of control more than I'd want to admit. So I was just kind of uh, lost in my whole lifestyle with it. So and how old are you now? I am 46. 46. And how old were you when you were diagnosed with type 1 diabetes? I was 38. Okay. 38. Yes. And um, so things started to kind of spiral a little bit between the diabetes, being overweight, and just this vicious cycle. And then what role did Amy play in like suggesting that you go to this Engine 2 immersion program? So Amy has always been amazingly supportive and and even whenever I would look in a mirror and feel down on myself or be frustrated with things, she would always tell me, um, you look amazing, you're fine, um, I love you. Um, and I would say approximately two months before the immersion, Amy started throwing hints out there of, I'm worried about you, I'm worried about your lifestyle, I'm worried about your health, we have... Um, at that point, a one-year-old daughter that um, she's going to need her dad around. I'm worried about your diabetes. So Amy started encouraging me on, you're great, you're beautiful, you're perfect. Let's make you greater, more beautiful, more perfect. <laughs> Amy, can, can you speak to that for a, for a second? Like from your vantage point, yes. were you like nervous about yes. Mark's state and you got five kids mm-hmm. and oh my gosh, I don't want to be a single mother. We actually had a conversation about a month before the immersion where I looked him in the eyes and said, I'm, I'm scared. I'm scared that you are going to have a heart attack. I'm scared that you are going to leave me with these five children. I'm scared that where you're going is going to leave me alone. And that was tough because, you know, I risked 
upsetting him even more or, you know, deflating him even more, but I knew it was necessary. And when talk came of the immersion and his dad and his stepmother, Cindy, really started saying, you know, Mark, you should think about doing this. I said, you have to. You, you, this, this is something you have to do. Do it for you. Do it for us. It's, this is your lifeline. And up until what point were you still trying to get out of going to the immersion? So we had to check in on a Monday at the immersion afternoon. And I think Sunday night, I was still trying to come up with how I could (laughs) dodge this thing without upsetting my family with it. So, And and, And what do you think was behind that? I mean, um, is it just like... I got this or I'm afraid of the change or what, what do you think it was? Well, I, I think first of all, it was, um, being uncomfortable that, that I know I'm going to have to make a significant change and, I don't know that I'm strong enough and I'm too tired to do it. Um, I think there was the um, conceited cockiness, as you said, that when it's time for me to do this, I'll do it on my own. I don't need um, strangers or parents telling me what to do um, with it. And, um, and then there was the third part of it is I've eaten meat all my life. I like meat. Um, and, and I didn't want to make a lifestyle change on it. Um, that Sunday before I was loading up on pizza and burgers because I thought for the next five days, I'm going to eat leaves. Um, so, um, let's get me as full as I can be before I go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so at what point into the five day immersion were you like, wow, I, I, I had this all wrong. This is actually a really wonderful experience. I'm learning a lot. And I think I'll gain control over, you know, my, my diabetes and my lifestyle and all that. You know, in, in my ear right there, Amy was saying the second I, I walked into <laughs> it, um, I think it certainly was in the beginning where um, one of the things that amazed me most was the was the personal side of it. Um, we we've talked about before going to the immersion, and and we were part of you know if you buy the Weight Watcher program, if if you if you and in fact, like Amy said several times, uh, let's look into Jenny Craig mm-hmm. or Nutrisystem. Of you know they have Mayo and they have diabetic and and all of this. Uh, the immersion sold me immediately because it wasn't if you buy our product, this is going to happen. It was if you live this lifestyle, um, you can do this. It was about just eating the most basic things for you. You don't have to buy my stuff. Go buy a head of lettuce. Go buy a head of kale. Go buy rice. Go buy quinoa. It wasn't buy engine two, um, although that makes it much easier. It, it wasn't do there weren't plugs in it where you, I never felt like this was a sales pitch of, okay, how can they keep doing it? The second part of it was, so it, didn't it, feel, it didn't feel too commercial. It wasn't that, commercial. Yeah. Actually, it was the least part. And that's what I was uh, really going to allude to was I kept telling Amy how personal it was that, that I didn't feel like a client or a number. I felt like Mark and I felt like I was important um, to the whole thing where it was um, this team cares about me and my well-being 
genuinely. Um, so um, that that really sparked my interest. I, I still think of the slide of of you presenting the the transformation. Um, from the um, caterpillar into the butterfly. Yeah, that right? metamorphosis. Absolutely. Yeah. And I don't think it it caught my attention, but it didn't make sense until I was the butterfly. <laughs> and then it was easy to look back and be like, wow. And, and I'm still, Rip, I'm still absolutely amazed at how 10 years of unhealthy living, eating attitude was so quickly washed mm. away and encouraged in five days mm. where it was, okay, I can, I can do this. I had shared with you um, in, in 2009, I, I ran the Pittsburgh Marathon and I was doing um, triathlons and, and I had um, told you I'd gotten a tattoo of a triathlon um, symbols on my arm. And was it running, swimming, and biking? Is it, that was, it was in, yeah. in a triangle of, of it had a runner, a swimmer, and, and, a, and a cyclist on there. And, um, and I thought those days were just gone. And uh, in fact, I had the design made for the cover-up tattoo that I was embarrassed of having it on my arm. And, and Amy was like, I don't think you should do that. I don't think you should do it. I don't think you should cover it. I'm like, it's embarrassing on my arm. Like it's, and now I have a triathlon on a fat arm and it's even <laughs> worse, you know, Can with you it. show us that? The, Absolutely. The tattoo? Gotcha. So There's the swimmer, yeah, 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 the runner and the cyclist. And, and what's that in the middle of it? I gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Wow. Cool. Thank you. Absolutely. So, um, you know, Amy had, um, Amy had said, why don't you wait? Don't do it. Um, so it just kind of, I, I, I pushed it off and, uh, and, you know, going to the immersion, I, I remember being just scared of having to, um, of go on a hike in the morning and I, and I went with your sister um, and I thought, I don't even know if I'm going to be able to do this whole thing. And, and I was able to get through it. And, and then just as we sat and we kept talking, I realized this is not only doable, it's enjoyable. Um, the meals were amazing at the immersion. Um, I remember telling my stepmother, Cindy, whenever it was time to break for lunch, like, are these people feeding us again? Like, I'm not even hungry. And, uh, and, and you would go down and, um, and, and the food was just, and, and I keep teasing the bountiful and plentiful, but there's no other words to do it. The food was bountiful and plentiful. Um, I don't remember the last time I ate so many colors and, um, and just absolutely being, um, I don't want to use stuffed, but filled, um, filled and not feeling disgusted. Yes. Um, Amy had just said satisfied, like, wow, I feel really good. I'm full. Um, I'm not hungry in the least bit. And now it's dinner time and, uh, and you have to go eat. And, and it really, um, uh, as, as funny and ironic as it is for me, um, I think the, the biggest thing with the immersion was I kept thinking, oh, I have to eat again. Like I'm so full, <laughs> you know, and, and I was the one going in there thinking I'm probably going to die of starvation yeah, over yeah. the next couple of days. Yeah. yeah. And you had all the, the pizza and the burgers. Absolutely. Loaded it. up on it. Well, it's yeah. interesting because I, I have found 
and it's been a long time since I ate that that way. But you know, you used to eat that way, and you would finish a meal and almost feel like you had a bowling ball in your stomach. Absolutely, you feel it just like yes. whoa. And now, even when I overeat, mm-hmm. I still feel kind of light and unencumbered, and uh, you know, not completely drained and tired. And I gotta go take a nap or something like that. Yeah, absolutely. And I think you know, at home, it's it's dinners that I really feel it that that Amy will make a a beautiful dinner. And in the past, it would have been like, oh, I'm so tired. I'm going to go sit on a chair and I'll watch something. And now Amy will make dinner and I feel even more energized. I'm like, okay, I'm going outside. I want to get something done. Or I'm going to go outside and play basketball with the kids or do something. Yeah. So absolutely. Now, Amy, did, did Mark call you at all during the immersion program to check in and say, hey, honey, you know what? This isn't as bad as I thought it would be. Or? Yes. I waited that first day that he got there. I was a nervous wreck. And I thought <laughs> the first time I talk to him, I'm going to know right away if this is good or, you know, if I'm going to be disappointed. <laughs> and immediately he was like, this is awesome. And he would send me pictures of his meals and look at what I'm eating. Look how beautiful. Look at this. This is amazing. And we talk at night and he was just so encouraged. And so, okay, I got to go. We're practicing for the talent show. Where, you know, he would, And I just yeah. was so encouraged by him um, yeah. and how excited he was. So yeah. it was Well, it, it really is like a, a, a camp for adults, yes. right? I was very jealous I wasn't there. <laughs> well, we're sorry you weren't there, too. I know. Yeah. yeah. Now, now I'm interested to know, were you at all plant-based before Mark went into this? No. 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 And So how did you, how did you hear about the, uh, the immersion or plant-based We heard living? about all of this through his stepmother, Cindy, who had been living the lifestyle um, for quite a while before he went to the immersion. And she had encouraged us many times to adopt the lifestyle. And I was one of those busy moms of five who had a million reasons and excuses as to why that wasn't going to work. And have you tried cooking for this many kids? There's no way. And, you know, again, ticked off a million excuses. And when I got to be so concerned about Mark's health, I thought, okay, I'll do this for him. I will adopt this lifestyle for him to ensure that he comes home and sticks with it and follows it. And so it was a commitment on my end, but more for his benefit than mine. And it was about a week into it where I was absolutely sold. I thought, never mind for him, I'm doing it now for me because I truly see a miraculous change in how I feel, how I look my energy level and it was just it sold itself on me just by by living it and and as a mother of five children Mm -hmm. how hard was it for you to kind of make this a reality in in the house because I think I've heard you say that oh you know every excuse in the book Mm -hmm. why I couldn't do this with five kids and being busy but now you're like this is like I got this. I got this. We can do this. If I can do and so, it, and so what advice would you give for somebody that's out there saying mm-hmm. it's, it's too hard? It's too expensive. You know, five kids. It's an impossibility. The way I started to look at it is valuing my health and my body, and so it's important. So you know what? If it takes me two days to grocery shop because I'm going to multiple places, my body's worth it. 
and my children are worth it. And so I started saying, you know what? As a family, we're going to embrace how important this is. And so the children started to see with Mark and I just how encouraged we were. They started to see how good we feel. And it became a curiosity on their part where they wanted to join us in what we're eating. And now it has just become the new norm that this is what's in our pantry. This is what's in our refrigerator. This is what our dinners look like. And um, it wasn't an all-at-once thing. It was a gradual process. But... um, yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't know what and, else to and say. And what that. are the ages of your children? Our oldest is fourteen, and then we have our second son who just turned thirteen. We have a son who's eight, who's going to be turning nine in about two weeks. Then we have a four-year-old, and then our youngest is a little girl, and she's a year and a half. Mm-hmm. That's quite a spread. Yes, we have them That's, nice and spread out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, wow, yeah. bravo to you guys. Yeah. <laughs> That's <Thank> amazing. You. <laughs> oh, so. I'd love to get back to, to Mark. And so you, you're type 1 diabetic. I am. You Going into the immersion, can you tell us like um, what you were using as far as how much insulin per grams of carbohydrates and how that worked? Yeah, so with, with being a diabetic, uh, there, there are two numbers that, that you have to work with. One is your sensitivity, and that's for every unit of insulin you take, how many points does your blood sugar drop? Um, the second is um, your insulin to carb ratio, which is how many carbs you eat, how much insulin you need. And, and I was going into the immersion at about, um, for every five carbs I would eat, I needed a unit of insulin. And for every um, unit of insulin I would take for my points, I I think it was like one to 15. So for every one unit of insulin I would take, my blood sugar would drop down 15 points with it. Got it, got it. All right, so, and um, and, and it's, uh, diabetes type one is, is a, illness, disease, whatever you want to call it, um, where there's just a lot of thinking. Auto, um, I think autoimmune disease. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. Um, you know, and, and I, I, I do want to, you know, just run back real quick. Rip, yeah. you had asked about the immersion and, and something that, that really sold me before I went to the immersion, I, for a small window, I had an aha moment where I emailed the engine tune team team and I'm thinking it's some conglomerate, whatever, it'll go through seven <laughs> layers of people. And and I just said, hey, I'm coming to the immersion in North Carolina. Um, I, I guess at this point, I'm looking forward to it with my eyes rolled. Um, <clears throat> but uh, more so, I am a 46-year-old with type 1 diabetes. My At that t- point, 12, but my 13-year-old son is a type 1 also. And I know I'm not in any kind of... Um, example for him. If anything, I'm an example of, okay, don't do this with your diabetes if you want to be healthy. The second one was, um, I had told you was, I had a one-year-old daughter. And again, I'm 46. And I thought, if this little girl gets married when she's 30, I'm going to have to be 76 to walk her down the aisle. And I knew at that point, I'm not going to make it like it's just reality. I'm not trying to be doom and gloom. I just knew I'm not going to live to 76 with um, diabetes and and my lifestyle. Um, So, okay, whatever with it. And I remember on night one, um, 
you said to me, because you had saw my name on, on my badge, hey, I got your email. I'd love to talk to you. And I told Amy, I was like, Rip said he wants to talk to me. Like, do you believe that? Like, it's Rip. And and a little of flattering, humbling, embarrassing that here's Rip that wants to speak with you. Um, and I laugh now because now he's in my house. Um, uh, but But Rip actually cared and wanted to speak with me and took the time. And, and that's what this whole engine two thing is to me with it. So, so yeah, so going into, you know, into it, my diabetes was, um, just way out of control. And again, mine, I was like, man, whenever it's time to get it under control, get it under control. But I knew deep down, um, I am spiraling Mm -hmm. and I don't know how to get out of this with as many different avenues as I tried. And then at at what point in the immersion did you start noticing some difference differences with your type one diabetes and the amount of insulin and carbohydrates? Absolutely. So, um, I use a pump and, and with a pump, typically I would put three days worth of insulin in it. And then they want you to change the, the sites where it's connected to your body. Instead of taking shots, I just constantly have insulin pumped into me with it. It's, it's supposed to be better for you, except for my pump must've been faulty because it didn't work for me with my diabetes. Um, had nothing to do with my lifestyle, of course. Um, but I was constantly changing these sites like every two days and, and I was irritated. I was scarred up from it, but whatever, this is diabetes. So in the immersion, I had put a new site on Sunday night, leave for the immersion on Monday. And I think it was four days into it that I was like, man, I haven't changed my site since I've been here. And I still had a day's worth of insulin left in my pump where normally I was running out after two days. I was on day four and it was the first time since I had been using a pump that I had to throw insulin away just because I had to change um, my pump with it. So that was the the realization and the tangible evidence of I'm using way less insulin than I normally have. And, and ironically, um, and, and we had spoken about it, um, again, diabetes is all based off carbs and, and everyone will tell you when you eat the least amount of carbs possible, I tripled my carbs, um, once I was at the immersion with the food that I was eating there. Well, and, and, and once people truly understand kind of what's at the root causation, of type two diabetes mm-hmm. and then understand about insulin sensitivity and insulin resistance that you realize how by eating a low fat whole food plant-based diet that's high in carbohydrates low in fat and you know the perfect amount of protein your insulin sensitivity goes like through the roof and now if i'm not mistaken you your insulin sensitivity has gone up what is it 300 percent? yes Yes. Something like that. That's, that's exactly where, um, where again, my sensitivity, I think I was on like 15 to one and now it's 50 to one. So where my one unit of insulin would drop me 15 or 15 points, excuse me. Now it drops me 50 points because I just, I react to insulin. Um, my carb ratio has doubled where it was in the eight to ones. I think even at one point it might've been five to one. Um, now I am on 10 and 12 to one with it. And, and again, at that point in, in my dark times of diabetes, as I sometimes look at it, I was eating maybe 90 carbs a day. Um, of those 90 carbs, um, 
I'll boast that 15 of them were probably vegetables. Um, now I'm eating easily 250 carbs a day and it's all plant-based. Right. Um, and so what else has happened since you've left the immersion? We're now three months out. Three months out. And so your insulin sensitivity has gone up dramatically. You're, you're lose, using a kind of a fraction of what you were before. I am. And then what are you down weight-wise? I crossed the 50-pound mark. I just crossed the 50-pound mark of, um, of being down on it. Um, I am proudly not covering the triathlon tattoo um, with it. I, I do have aspirations. So since the immersion, um, I um, went to our local bike shop. I purchased a bike. <laughs> so I've been riding again. In fact, whenever I was there, um, the shop owner couldn't believe. I was like, I need everything. I threw everything away um helmets shoes shorts everything yeah. it wasn't just buy a bike it was i need to buy everything again because i thought this life was over and, and what do people that are um maybe co-workers mm -hmm. um it sounds like your family is super supportive but maybe friends neighbors what do they think about you know what's happened to, to mark papa and this crazy lifestyle and the fact that you're not eating meat anymore. Yeah, I, I, you know, it's um, um, people would question, you know, okay, so you're you're eating vegan now, um, and you know, I'd be like, yes, and they say, so you don't eat meat, and I'm like, well, of course not, no. So do you have fish? And I'd say, well, no, I don't eat fish either. So you know, they say, well, you must really pile on the yogurt, and I'm like, well, I don't have dairy. Oh, so like, so you just like drink milk? Well, no, milk is dairy. So they'd say, so for breakfast, then like you must eat a lot of eggs. And I was like, well, I don't have eggs because there's only two things wrong with the eggs, as Rip said, you know, the whites and the yolk. And they're like, oh, so, um, and I was like, and we don't have oil. And uh, they're like, oh, so what's getting prettier and prettier, right? And they're, you know, and they're like, well, where do you get your protein? You know, and, and that's, you know, in the famous from the immersion, I'm not really sure. I don't know. Beans or something, you know? And, uh, you know, I said, but I, I'm not worried about being protein deficient. I'll tell you. Um, yeah. but, uh, yeah. So I, I think so many times my friends always want to look at, um, the scary negative side of it. Oh, what do you eat? And, but once you start talking about what you do eat, well, we have a lot of rice. We have a lot of quinoa. We have a lot of kale. We have a lot of other greens. We have, um, you know, Amy makes, um, a, a delicious, um, stuffed peppers, lasagna. Um, you know, a, my wife was an amazing cook and ironically, she's become even better once we've gone plant-based where the foods are now dinner isn't, oh, I got to eat dinner or um, you, whatever dinner now is always amazing. And you feel even more amazing after you eat it, where you get up feeling, I feel energized, not sluggish. Amy, will you, will you talk for just a sec about kind of your experience cooking the way you used to cook mm -hmm. and now the way you're cooking and um, maybe the variety and the colors and the textures and all that. Absolutely. I dreaded cooking dinner before we went plant-based. Um, now that we're doing plant-based, I feel like there is so much more creativity. Um, every meal that I make is new because you can 
throw in whatever you want. You know, I might put in a different bean in this one this time, maybe more rice than I did last time. Um, I just have more creativity with it. And I feel like there's um, just so many more options uh, because now instead of it just being a meat, a carb, starch, and a vegetable, it's all the peppers and the mushrooms, the vegetables, the re- everything um, thrown together just makes it so much prettier. Yeah. And um, I love it now. I love the creativity factor of it. I love taking something and saying, okay, this looks good, but what if I add this to it? And um, because it's all so new and exciting, we don't have that. It's supposed to look like this and it's supposed to taste like this. So... Um, Everybody's enjoying it that much. What are, what are some dishes that you're um, really excited about, like right now? Is there anything you've made recently that you're like, oh my gosh, that was a home run? Or our any so go-to dishes? Stuffed peppers was something that was one of our favorites before, and I knew it would be easy to make it compliant, plant-based, just by swapping out the meat for um, rice and beans, and. Um, I just made it the other night and it looked a million times better than the old way I used to make <laughs> it. It was just prettier. And when we ate it, I was like, this is delicious. There was a huge <laughs> sense of pride. With it. So yes. Isn't yes. That, and our children loved it. When you, mm-hmm. you're, you're the cook, you yes. make it and then you go, Oh my God, this is so good. Yes. <laughs> and like I've started taking pictures of, my dinners because I want, and I send them to a lot of our friends because I want them to see this is, look how pretty this is, but it was so easy and it's so good and so healthy for you. And I just keep trying to be that person who is the example of, look, I did it. We just did it with five kids sitting at this table and it was easy and it was good. So yeah. And mashed potatoes. That was the other thing that I thought that comfort food of having mashed potatoes with so many different things we were used to eating and went on and looked at plant-based mashed potatoes. Like, how do I make this compliant? And it was so easy just using the water that the potatoes cook in and yeah. mashing them up. And the first several times we had mashed potatoes, the kids didn't even realize that there was no dairy in it, you know, and that it was a compliant plant-based yeah. So when you add that to anything, it makes it good. So, <laughs> so we, <clears throat> with your son, who's the type one. Diabetic, yes, Dylan is type one diabetic. Dylan, mm-hmm. you call him D. Dill. 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 Talk about how you're kind of you, you want him to own this. You're not forcing yes. it on him, and yes. it sounds like he's doing one compliant meal Mm -hmm. at least a day, right? Yes, yes. Can you just talk about that? Absolutely. So when Mark came back from the immersion and um, as a family, we sat down and said, here are some changes that are going to be happening. Um, Mom and dad are going to be eating plant-based. This is how we're going to do it. This is what it looks like. This is the foods we're eliminating from our diet, but these are the foods we're adding to our diet and showing, like Mark was saying, not what we can't eat, but what we are eating. Um, We decided that we were not going to force our children to eat a plant-based diet, that we wanted them to observe it for themselves. And when they were ready, when they saw the benefits for themselves, they would choose to eat. Um, the way we were eating. And we had a special interest in Dylan, of course, because we saw how the plant-based diet was 
positively impacting Mark's diabetes that we knew he was the one we really kind of were pushing to accept it um, first. So it's funny how things work out because our oldest son, because he is so athletic, immediately was like, you know, interested, intrigued. He's eating a lot like us. But Dylan, our type 1 diabetic, we talked to him and said, how about trying one compliant meal a day? We'll let you pick if you want to do your breakfast, your lunch, your dinner, look at what we're eating, decide for yourself. And so he did. So he started with doing compliant breakfast and was like, this is really good and I'm full and this is easy. What's a breakfast that he likes that's compliant? He likes, we have an, um, an oil-free bread um, that we found, and he likes that. Um, we'll toast it for him. Um, and he likes oatmeal. He'll do the oatmeal, um, which is great. And so it's one of those two that he does. But so lots of carbs there. Yes. Right? Yes. Yeah. Amazing. And so now that school has started, his lunches that I'm packing for him are also compliant. And we are noticing a drastic difference in his blood sugars. Instead of running high, they're actually on the lower side, which means we can lower his insulin. Mm. And he's taking a lot less insulin with his meals. Um, And he's so excited and encouraged by that because he, like Mark was saying, it's tangible evidence. He can look at those numbers and you see, you see the positive impact with your body. And he now sits down at lunch every day with his friends and is joking with them saying, look at my compliant lunch. Look, this is my vegan lunch. And like he's saying all these these phrases and using those um, terms with his friends because he's proud of it. Yeah. And that's exciting. Yeah. Now we'll kind of both of you for a second uh, talk about how as a, as a parent and then also you as a type 1 diabetic – how scary it was, how horrific it was having to go to the doctor's office and just trying to figure that whole equation out. And as a mother, how, you know, you would just sometimes be calling Mark up in tears mm-hmm. because you were just, as a mother, you, you want to protect and take care of your, yes. your, your children. And it's, it seems like it's kind of spiraling out of control. I'll start and then I'll pass you the mic. Okay. So every three months, Dylan goes to Children's Hospital for his diabetes checkup appointment. And those appointments are extremely stressful as a parent, as a mother, because you're meeting with a dietitian and a nutritionalist, and you're meeting with these experts in diabetes. And it's a very humbling experience because no matter how good you think you're doing, you almost feel like you're being ripped apart because there's always so much more room for improvement. And the last several appointments Dylan had, there were a few where I'd either call Mark or I'd leave and get in the van and just be in tears because you feel like a failure as a mom because his numbers aren't what they should be. His A1C wasn't where we need it to be. And you're trying to take the brunt of that so that he doesn't feel bad. And it's just a very deflating, um, unmotivating Mm. experience. And that's what I love about the plant-based lifestyle because you start to feel like you're back in control of your body. Yeah. Yeah. And and what's been your experience so far? You, you personally, I'm sure you have a different story, uh, Amy, as far as, uh, with our son, Mm -hmm. Dylan, we're 
doing a little experiment with this plant-based thing. And are they supportive of that? Do they think yes. it's crazy? No, um, mm-hmm. they are supportive of it. Although the first question any doctor ever asks us is, where do you get your protein? Where are you getting your protein? It's yeah. like the first thing out of their mouths. And once I explain and you sort of justify where you know you're getting your nutrients and protein, then they're fine. Uh-huh. Then they, they were okay with it. Again, I think it's hard for them to argue with the evidence of seeing his numbers and uh, yeah. the difference in the amount of insulin that yeah. he's taking. So. Yeah, to me, I hear, the, I hear that and I'm just like, wow, you know, these doctors, it's just when they ask that question, it's just, uh, it reinforces how, unfortunately, how ignorant they are when it comes to nutrition mm-hmm. and macronutrients and micronutrients and what is the true cause of mm, insulin resistance and what's going on here. Mm-hmm. That these supposed experts, in in, in some ways, uh, unfortunately, don't know. Just like cardiologists, right? Mm-hmm. They're instead of prescribing a a low fat whole food plant based diet, which we know can get to the root causation of you know heart disease, they're saying you know let's do another procedure, let's do a stent, let's do some statin drugs, because mm-hmm. uh, they don't give anybody the benefit of the doubt. Most don't that they can adhere to or do a silly, stupid plant based diet, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so how about you? <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I, I laugh whenever Amy had said, you know, you have to try to convince whether it be physicians or anyone of where do you get your protein? And I think, well, the largest animal an elephant doesn't eat meat. Where does it get its protein? You know, with it, um, the, the diabetes appointments, um, they're very involved and, and I, in my experience with it is it's right, wrong, or indifferent. It's easy to push a diabetic appointment back on the patient because the patient is in control of what happens, meaning that, that I'm making the food choices. I'm making the insulin decisions. I'm doing all of these things where the physician can only guide you. Mm. So when you get to the appointment, um, they're going to challenge the decisions that you made. And, and, and I get it's for the right reasons. Everybody wants to be healthy, but it's very humbling and, um, and very embarrassing. I I think, um, because you're, you're not doing the right thing with it. Um, uh, there are so many times that, um, you know, Amy would call me crying, um, being at one of Dylan's appointments that, you know, I'm like, well, who was it? I'm coming up there right now, (laughs) you know, the macho dad. And she was like, I'm not telling you, I'm just, you know, trying to vent. And, uh, you know, and, and going to my appointments, um, the only thing I think I regretted and resented more than like the night before the immersion were my diabetic appointments. Like I hated going to my appointments. They were, Um, they were just absolutely miserable. Um, For me, it was because I knew better. I knew I wasn't eating healthy. I knew I wasn't exercising. And now you're going to tell me what I already know and I don't want to hear it. So made it through that diabetic appointment. It's over. I'm getting an ice cream cone on my way home, (laughs) you know, just as my reward for surviving that. And I'll deal with it next time. Um, Since the immersion... I had a diabetic appointment and, um, how many have you had? I've had one and I remember walking into it thinking, bring it. Like, (laughs) what are you going to tell me? Cause I know. And this is a doctor you've been seeing for how long? This is a doctor that I've been with for 
seven years. Okay. Um, and and she was so impressed with the weight loss, with the the insulin um, that I'm not taking and where I'm at. In fact, it was, I remember her saying, I wish more of my appointments were like this. And I was the first appointment of the day. And she had said, I'm so excited for the rest of my day now to start it with this. You know, I didn't even know. And I, and I think of being on the immersion and Adam Sud talking with me about how People don't lose limbs and die from diabetes. They lose limbs from the complications caused by diabetes. Yeah. And and he said it's not because they're not taking insulin. It's because they're no longer resistant to insulin. And and that was exactly me where it was I'm dumping all of this insulin and nothing's happening. Well, it's not going to because I had so many things in my body blocking the insulin. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um good so when's your next appointment you know i have one in five weeks okay with it so and again looking forward to it of now it's a challenge of it's it's great going in where i feel like okay we are working together because i'm not sabotaging myself anymore and now we're i'm going into it saying okay this is what's going on what's your experience with someone that is a type 1 diabetic that wants to run a half marathon and and we can work together and plan that way as opposed to i know what you're going to tell me i know what i'm doing wrong and and really the physicians with me were at a point of like we don't know what to tell you like if you keep eating the way you're eating you can keep taking insulin but nothing's going to happen you're not exercising so yeah yeah so let's talk about uh, the the future okay um Short-term future. Absolutely. So one of your goals in May, you want to do a, you're going to do a half marathon. Yes. Right? Absolutely. With your son. Yes. Uh, when are you and I going to do what I did with Joe Inga to end the first season of, of the Plant Strong podcast? When are you and I going to do a triathlon? You know, there is <laughs> nothing more exciting to think about doing a triathlon because, um, the only thing I like more than running is cycling. And the only thing I'm better at than cycling is sinking like a rock in a pool. (laughs) So to think I get to swim with a world record setting triathlete is just so encouraging (laughs) that, you know, I know whenever we were talking about this and, uh, and Lori had said, is there a pool nearby? And I was like, no, (laughs) (laughs) I looked it up. There is There's There's a YMCA five miles. It's closed. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, you know, absolutely. I, um, um, I, I look forward to the um, I look forward to the challenge and well, well, you know, so what about we go for uh, summer of 2020 let's do it all right I'm in okay we'll do it we'll we'll, we'll either have it back at the uh, the Esselstyn family farm or we will pick a existing tri- triathlon and we'll sign up and we'll and we'll do it absolutely yeah. absolutely yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, and then, uh, you're also, you're in the restaurant business. Any thoughts that, that potentially you might do something in the plant-based space? Because, you know, I mean, we could all use more options when it comes to healthy plant-based restaurants. And and because of, uh, you know, 
I've, I've, I've heard the stories of you, you know, building a shed in the backyard and building this great pond here. And you, you get into things and you dive in, you know, you're all in and you just like have this attitude where I'm going to figure it out. Right. I may mess up along the way, but I'm going to figure it out. So, um, you know, you know how to do restaurants. Is this something that potentially we could, we can look forward to? Yes. Um, I am. And I want you to know, I, I understand it's a huge undertaking. So I don't want to put you on the spot, but you know, I, and then again, I kind of do. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think what would be a great idea is to do a triathlon with you around the restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I, I, you know, I am encouraged um, because if, if I can, look, I would love to be able to encourage, inspire, help one person um, based off of my story. Um, this almost seems surreal. Um, it's very humbling. Um, it, it's, there are so many times I look at the blessing of, of why me in a positive of how did I get to be involved with these special people? And I don't want to waste that opportunity. Um, and even more so Amy and I've talked about, um, I, and we don't want to be selfish with it. Um, so if, if I have the knowledge of being able to operate restaurants, um, and Amy certainly has the recipes now, um, why not put it out there? Why not give folks the opportunity where if if we can show them one meal, it's not scary. And when you leave this restaurant, you're not going to be hungry. Um, then then we would absolutely um, explore the possibility of of another great partnership with Amy and me of of trying to open up a plant based restaurant in Western Pennsylvania. When you say another great partnership, and the other partnership is husband and wife and the family and and all that. Absolutely. So um, to be encouraged, uh, married 17 years, um, five children. um, And to even when I was in my darkest times, uh, again, to have someone that was there for me, encouraging me, not criticizing me, made it so much easier, so much better. Um, I know that um, I sure hope it's the norm for everybody, but, but I know how great it was for me. And, you know, Amy and I, even this morning, we're talking about if there's anything we can do to help promote this lifestyle of it's doable, it's attainable, um, from a type one diabetic to a mother of five that, um, that it can happen. Yeah. And what, what has happened to your relationship since you've gotten healthier, has your attitude changed? Are you guys, you know, over the food and the meals? Uh, have you gotten closer in that sense? Um, anything there? Yeah, I, um, first of all, my just whole psyche has changed because I'm no longer avoiding mirrors or down on myself. Um, just a couple of days ago, I was having a, a bad day and Amy kept encouraging me to go for a run that I would feel better. Um, Ironically, as many things as as Amy and I share and live life together, um, the triathlons were always mine. The running is mine. The exercising is mine. The diabetes is mine. I'm with it. This is one of the first things in this arena of our life that we keep saying we're doing this together. 
Um, the whole thing, this whole plant-based thing is we're doing this as a team. We're in it together with it. I was just going to say the same exact thing. Um, a lot of Mark's adventures have been me supporting him on the sidelines, uh, being there to watch him run the race or encouraging him to exercise or be active. But it's been me as the cheerleader and him as the participant. And this lifestyle, this way of living is the first thing I think we've done as a couple where we have started it together, we're in it together, and we're seeing the benefits mm. together. So it's funny because we've actually talked about that several times, that this is the first time where I feel like a partnership uh, in that we're both the participants and we're both the cheerleaders. Yeah. So. What, a, what a great adventure you're embarking on with this. Yes. Yeah. Seeing how Mark and Amy have navigated the Plant Strong lifestyle since leaving the immersion program, seeing how they have overcome all of the hurdles that have been put before them. And just so you know, that's a real word. It's a combination of hurdles and obstacles. Seeing how they have overcome these hurdles just makes me smile ear to ear and makes all the work and the effort that we put into throwing these programs 100% worthwhile. And it is my grand hope and dream that in 2021 that Mark can join me and, um, and those New York City firefighters in a triathlon uh, once this COVID-19 has has blown over, or some other multi-sport adventure race. So stay tuned for that. In the meantime, join my family at The Knob outside of Cleveland for our next virtual event, the Plant Strong Kitchen Rescue from October 23rd to the 24th. Visit primer.plantstrong.com for all the details. Next week, we're back with another bonus Transformation Tuesday episode. Until then, peace, Engine 2. Keep it plant strong. Thank you for listening and subscribing to our show. I want you to know that we read each and every one of your reviews, and we appreciate each and every one. If you want to learn more about this season or today's guests and sponsors, please visit plantstrongpodcast.com. The Plant Strong Podcast team includes Lori Kordowich, Amy Mackey, Patrick Gavin, Wade Clark, and Carrie Barrett. I want to thank my parents, Dr. Caldwell B. Esselstyn Jr. and Ann Kryle Esselstyn for creating a legacy that will be carried on for generations and being willing to go against the current and trudge upstream to the causation. We are all better for it.